Welcome to Brand Beats, episode five. Uh, my name is Erwin Hines, and I am the Associate Creative Director here at BASIC. Andrew Yanisic, Creative Lead here at BASIC. John Belisak, Design Director at BASIC. Gladys Becerra, Designer at BASIC. Um, so segueing from last week, as we begin to talk about students and how they should reach out to uh, their peers or even people at local agencies to kind of uh, expand their knowledge and grow, um, it also leads into this idea of how do you get inspired and how do you utilize the community and your peers to inspire yourself. And so we have four people here. Uh, maybe it would be good just to start with how did one of you guys utilize the community to get where you are and what were some of those steps? Yeah, so I think for me when I, when I was in school, a lot of the things I did along the lines of some of the stuff we talked about last week, you know, reaching out to, for uh, reaching out for like feedback, reaching out for insight on work that you've done. Um, but one of the ways I did it was I tried to make it a little bit more personal rather than, you know, I think community is great for like putting, just putting stuff out there and open feedback. But to some extent, you're going to get unfiltered and you don't know the quality of that feedback, right? Because community places such as Dribble or the haunts, as I like to call it, uh, they, you don't really know maybe the quality of the feedback you're getting um, in some instances. So I looked out for people that I really admired or um, thought I had had great work that I could learn from and asked for specific feedback from them when I could. And that doesn't always work. Like you get 10% 10 of like actual responses back, but it's a way that you can leverage that community and kind of uh, look for ways to just get insights on what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because sometimes like Everyone wants to be nice and be friendly with every like each other out in the community, and it's like just turns into this echo chamber where people just start like, oh yeah, like that's great, like it just becomes this high five type of thing. But when you find those certain people where like you do respect their opinion and you have like an honest conversation, a lot of times it's out of the context. So you use the community to find these people, and then you pursue avenues of talking to them and kind of getting feedback. Like the, one of the first things I did in graphic design was on DeviantArt and I talked to some GQ creative director who randomly found some magazine spread. And he just like helped me like figure out some of the basics of it and that was like pretty big guiding light. Although it probably was to him was just like nothing. It was just like, yeah, this kid just like really sucks at design. <laughs> like I'm gonna try and fix this as much as I can so he doesn't bomb, but um, yeah, it's like finding those kind of figureheads that you respect and like trying to connect with them and um, kind of avoiding the groupthink because yeah. otherwise it's just like you just get praise and it's not always right. Like sometimes people need to hear some hard truths and that's, as you're younger, like hearing those hard truths early is better than just kind of being led on like, oh, you're doing everything great. Like, mm -hmm. Keep going. It's like, mm, probably shouldn't do some of that stuff. Yeah. We touched on that last talk too, right? Where we were talking about a lot of times people look for praise and that's really all they look for when they should really be at that younger age, they should really be looking for the harshest feedback possible and the most critical feedback. And that is like one of my biggest gripes when you look at things like Dribble. It is a great platform in theory because you can post or it was built so you can kind of post work as you're going or as it's progressing to get that more critical eye and critical feedback from people who you wouldn't necessarily be able to connect with. So like if you're some young designer who's in San Diego in school, you could post something that you're working on and maybe a creative director from Google could see it and give you feedback. But now it's sort of just turned into this world of praise where everybody is just 
giving everybody great feedback, great comments. And if your followers or the people giving you those comments, oftentimes they're just going to be praise and never that critical feedback. Because for me, I do find myself missing that from the community at large now, uh, where I post some of my stuff, but it's never critical feedback. Or there's never that nice bridge where sometimes it's like super critical or some it's not critical, but then other times it's just like feedback without any critical point or without mm -hmm. any point made. Like there was no nothing that helped to build. It was just like, I don't like this, but there was yeah. nothing, nothing of substance there. That's funny because when I was in school, some of my professors gave me some of that feedback where it was like, I don't like it or it wasn't, it didn't have substance. So for me, like in school, I had my mentors that didn't know they were my mentors, but I also looked up to like people that were two years, three years ahead of me and what, what they have learned and how that could influence me, like ask them for feedback. It is interesting you say that because those are some of those, we'll, we'll probably like point out some of the things to watch out for in these communities too, but um, there is a lot of opportunity to find good things within the community and while avoiding that, yeah. that situation where you're gonna get the pretty standard, run-of-the-mill, non-critical feedback, right? Like, I think you can find the positives in community by looking at the things that bubble up to the top, right? You're looking for what generates buzz in some cases. That's not always the best. Yeah. You know, like, they, it's because somebody has a lot of followers or they have... Um, but look for the things and look for the comments people are putting on there. I mean, you have to go and find critical feedback. It's not like, it doesn't often live, you know, it's not the expectation on those platforms, which is a problem. So if you are po posting work, you know, instead of looking for feedback and just like comments or things like that, ask for people to private message you and, and like for real feedback so that it can be a little bit more personal, a little bit more honest, um, rather than just being nice to not like shame somebody out there. Like I think, I think like, you know what I mean? Out there, Cause that's, that's the other side of it is when you do give feedback, it's tough to be really honest in a public forum. Yeah. And that's why it's, it's problematic with some of those design communities. Yeah. Cause they're impersonal. They're like, it's more of like this public profile that the commenter is, is sort of protecting. Mm. And so it's not intimate enough for it to be like sitting in a room with somebody who can really be like, this looks like shit. And I, I can tell you that, but I'm not trying, like they don't want to shame you, especially yeah. with like students, you know, you just need to watch yourself. Yeah, not everyone can take critical feedback. Like sometimes they're just, they're kind of used to that sort of like pat on the back every time they put something out there. And it's like, I know with people here at BASIC, it's like pretty much everyone wants the best outcome. And sometimes that means hearing hard things. And it's like, there's this kind of creative group think with these things where it's just kind of, yeah, it just perpetuates this idea that everything's great and like, oh, it's awesome. But there's, yeah, people are conscious of their own position in the design community where like, you can't be too negative on these public forums because then you just look like this like hater and you're just bashing people's stuff. But the thing people don't realize is like, if you come at it with like reasoning and logic and like a perspective instead of just like you're saying, like people just saying, I subjectively just don't like it. Right. Well, yes, that's design. Like, there's no right answer. It's like all unknown, and like my guess is as good as yours in some way. But it's like part of that's informed by like the creative groupthink and kind of what's been deemed to be the best standards. But not always. Like, it's good people like challenge that and like. I mean, you. you 
the stuff that stands out is the people who like challenge the community and sometimes they just, they fail. Like, yeah. It's something that just never catches on. It's just like, yeah. bounce back and like people don't, res it doesn't resonate with people. So. Yeah, that is true. <clears throat> Cause I see things on like Dribbble that aren't popular that to me look really good. And I think that speaks to what you were saying, which is we are in an industry of unknown, but then these platforms, when things do bubble up to the top, it's almost like it says that this is the best. Right. This is objectively the best when it's, it's not always the best. I mean, it's subjectively the best to that person's 4,000 followers. It's not subjectively the best to everybody, which, also, which then means it's not objectively the best. And it is to be like those people who are doing something a little bit different, who maybe don't survive on uh, the clout of the design community, yeah. who, who oftentimes kind of challenge the status quo within the design community, which I do think is also something that ties into what Andrew was saying, which is these platforms are very impersonal, so then you go to them looking for very personal feedback, but yeah. the reality is that they are impersonal. So then it kind of raises the question of what's our impersonal community, which is these digital platforms, mm -hmm. versus our personal community and what are we surrounding ourselves with right. to help further our creative or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting point too. You make like the things that do get popular in those situations are often from the people who have the platform, as mm. is another way to use that word there, like of followers because they just have exposure. So in those cases, automatically, even if it's a two out of 10 and you put up an eight out of 10, like you're not gonna win because there's no even playing ground yeah. in social networks. So, and that's one of like the dangers of it is even if you put out groundbreaking, amazing work, um, you may never get popular because you don't it, it market yourself properly. You know, it's the same thing with like when you build a website. You know, it, it could be the best website in the world, but if you don't have a marketing plan to get people there, it's pointless because mm. nobody's ever going to look at it. So uh, that's like the the downside of those communities is you have to like work it too. You have to work the community itself for it to be fruitful for you, or I guess beneficial for you in some senses some instances, but I mean, yeah, let, you guys want to shift, shift to what to watch out for on these, on the communities, <laughs> I, have plenty, I have plenty to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I know Dribble kind of gets bagged on quite a bit, like, I owe a lot of where I'm at to Dribble. like, I, I think I got a couple jobs basically off of people finding me on Dribble, yeah. just kind of recognizing it, and I learned a lot see a lot of trends come and go like it's also kind of seeing what's not working it's like well these people are on these platforms who it's going out to all these people it's like well that's not the direction i think we should be going in and how those people got there on their their platforms is the whole conversation of itself but um but yeah they do largely inform direction like if if stuff's not being seen then it's just getting lost in the noise right yeah. Yeah, and as we're getting to talk about that, I think, again, going back to this idea of your personal versus impersonal network or community, it does strike this idea of the reality is you need to find a balance of where you're looking and where you're getting inspired, where you're, where you're getting that feedback from. Right. You shouldn't just be looking at Dribbble for feedback and affirmation or even like affirmation of what's good and bad. You should be pulling upon your personal community who, shouldn't, who also shouldn't just be local designers. You should know people personally who are in different industries or creative industries who mm -hmm. can give you critical feedback um, from a different standpoint as well. Because at least for me, like when I was in school, what helped me the most, things like Dribble weren't around. 
when I was in school. It makes me sound super old, but Dribbble is actually not that old. <laughs> um, but like Behance was around and I would get feedback on there. But then I was like friends with architects and people in different fields who would then give me this critical feedback just from a different lens, from an architect's right. or an industrial designer's lens that actually tremendously personally helped me, even thinking about like how UX should work or how things should flow and how people should funnel through experiences because the reality is we're all here designing experiences and the most unproved experience in the world of design is actually digital. Whereas the proved things are like architecture or approved things are industrial design. So they have years and years and years of understanding how people interact with things. So getting this foundation and understanding of how people interact with things from them has actually been, for me, tremendously influential and helpful. So yeah, I think looking outside of your own field yeah. in your personal networks and then also taking, a, taking with a grain of salt the things that are on these digital platforms, a huge grain of salt. Yeah, and understanding that no one has the answers yeah. to everything. Like that's kind of where a lot of discomfort comes from and people try and find people with answers because like, oh, this person figured it out, but not really. Like maybe they tried something and it resonated and they got like maybe it just got traction or it performed really well on the site, but that doesn't mean that that's like how design's gonna be moving forward. Yeah. Like it's kind of, it solved that problem in that instance. And to extrapolate that to your situation every time is not right. Like yeah. you probably do need to start looking outside of it and like looking to architecture. Like I find myself on Behance and I know this is a topic you guys touched on before of like looking outside your, your specific profession and trying to find inspiration. Like for me, Behance, like I look at editorial design yeah. constantly, like photography, uh, architecture, like all the same places you do. Um, because there is that danger of just anointing these people who've solved one problem, they got a lot of traction for it, and suddenly they've they figured out this realm of unknown, but like- Yeah, they really didn't. No, they're, they're probably just as clueless as we are. Yeah. Like there's the best practices and like, the foundations you learn in school, but outside of that, like, like you're saying, it's unproven. Like we're still trying to like paint our horizons and like, like, long shadows. Was that like the answer to like making things look great and like yeah, interesting? No. But that was just yeah. a, like we tried it as like kind of a scientific method. Like we got a hypothesis like tracked out type looks great. Like let's do it on everything. Like oh, actually you can't read that very well. So it's like all right, like let's try something else. Like. Um, yeah, that's interesting. We're, we're in an industry of trial and error, an yeah. industry of unknown. Right. And then, yeah, when we appoint these people as like, hey, they had one really successful product and they might really know that um, vertical or that siloed sector of an industry and really understand how those users kind of function and understand. Sometimes that kind of has a way of becoming a best practice that we all then seek to follow. Yeah. which is not always right because like you're saying, it's out of the context of whatever he was using it for. Yeah. But for some reason in our minds, we're like, this guy knows how to do digital and we're gonna follow exactly what he does, yeah. even if it's to our detriment. Maybe, like, I think the reality is like, maybe they know it really well or yeah. maybe they got really lucky. Yeah. You know, maybe they just happened to stumble upon a solution at the time that, that worked at the time. You know, but it, there's no app, like you were talking about, mm -hmm. John, like there's no absolute truth. It's, yeah. it's, it's very much subjective. And like, I think that's the important thing for people who are utilizing those communities to remember is, you know, somebody, there, there are no anointed ones, right? There's only opinion. There's only opinion. And while some are like better backed up or more experienced, um, ultimately, you know, 
there's an element to what we do that is just opinionated and subjective because part of half of what we do is artwork, yeah. you know, and, and you have to watch out for that feedback that's like, I like purple more than orange and that's why you should have picked purple, uh, you know, because it, it, there's really no rationale or, or quality feedback on that side. And the other side of it too that you were, talk, you were touching on is that when you're saying look outside of Dribbble, it's like those Dribbble or Behance or any, yeah. any one particular network is, it's a bubble. It is like an insanely incestual bubble that's, you know, mm -hmm. Dribble is great for aesthetic. You know, looking at like visual, like what looks nice, what, what colors kind of go well together, what kind of spacing feels good, how does typography, you know, as you were looking for certain things. But success or failure on one network does not mean success or failure of a particular thing. It's, it's multiple successes and recognition across a lot of different aspects um, versus just this, uh, it got popular and it caught fire, you know, that's, that's like vir viral, yeah. know, like viral all the time. So yeah, it went viral, but did it, was it really good? Yeah, it doesn't have to be good to go viral. And even like, there's been clients and because we do some advertising stuff, there was clients who would say like, we want this to go viral. But the reality, just like this, there's no way to predict that because it is a world of unknowns. There's no way to say like, this video is definitely gonna be viral. There's certain tools and things you can try and do, mm -hmm. but there's no way to actually prove it. The stuff that goes viral or the stuff that looks like it works, um, like, yeah, look at that, but then how can you challenge that and mm -hmm. how, like find, dissect it, find what made it viral, find what makes it work, mm -hmm. grab that, input that into your design, but also challenge it. Like yeah. you're gonna learn that way and then maybe you'll be the next person to put something cool out there. Yeah, challenge it. And then I think what I was trying to say is don't base your success in where you are in your industry and your personal value and your design value based on these communities and being popular in these communities. Because I think what I've seen a lot of from young designers is that they chase the top page of Dribbble or they chase to be popular on Dribbble and then they end up not creating real strategy-based design systems. Right. They end up just creating aesthetic things, which don't, which can help you improve, but it doesn't necessarily help you become a better designer overall, mm -hmm. right? Like you end up just, again, chasing these small little things that don't necessarily mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Right. As opposed to if you're just, again, just challenging things, maybe going there for a little bit of inspiration, and you're not chasing this idea of, I need to be on the top page of Dribbble, that way I get a, that way I get a design job. That's not true either. Like yeah. we will find you if you're good somewhere else. Like we're not always just gonna be looking to Dribbble to find the next best designer. That's just not the reality. We're looking to all these platforms. We're also looking to our personal networks. Yeah, it's it's interesting to point that out because a couple weeks ago we went to see Simon Sinek speak at, at Creative Mornings down here. There's uh, definitely a recommended watch of the video on online. I don't know if we can like post it up somewhere for everybody, but one of the things he was talking about too was like those looking for those successes, looking for did it go, did it get popular on Dribble is like looking for a way to win the game of like these micro wins where realistically you should just be looking for ways to get better. Like how can you make this next design better than the yeah. last one? And that's, you know, you should only really be competing with yourself and not with, you know, the, the popular personal and dribble. And, you know, we all have that innate comp competition side in us. I think like we want to succeed and it is a measurable way of defining success, but you have to just look at, are you progressing? as an individual, did I do better this time than the, than the last time I went towards things? And like, be more of the mindset of like, 
the infinite game is one of the things he talked about. Is like this is an infinite game. There's no real rules and defining success by what metrics, right? Because you may be really successful in dribble, but I may have Twitter, and neither one of us are better than than you know what I mean. Neither one of us are better. It's more about is the quality of my work improving on a day to day basis that I do one percent better today than I did yesterday versus chasing something that's right a dribble a dribble like or a right. dribble top page sure yeah it's a lot easier to play the short term game because there's like instant gratification like we've got this obsession with likes and it's like well. If I get enough likes, then I get to the top page. If I get to the top page, then I get noticed. If I get noticed, then I get a job. If I get a job, like it doesn't matter how good I am. Like some people are the mentality like fake it till you make it, but that that can get you by at certain places. But I mean, it's like the difference between art and design. It's like mm -hmm. making something pretty. And I think like as much as I bag on dribble all the time, it's like there's an inherent value of like finding things that are just like well designed, beautiful and like getting inspired for things. Like I can take it with a grain of salt. I yeah. mean, there's some things you look at and it's just like, wow, this doesn't make any sense at all. But like immediately I gravitated towards it. Like it was beautiful, it was well-designed, but it wasn't thought out. So it's, yeah, knowing that, knowing that people are playing that short game also is something that's helpful. Cause like people just like grasp onto trends and you see people come out of nowhere and suddenly like, They've got like this super trendy stuff, then they shift to the next trend, and like you can like basically map it along their profile. And it's like people get lost on that instead of right. like you're saying like bettering yourself because it's that's the long term. And like if you care about your craft, then you kind of focus on that versus like the immediate gratification of likes and potential jobs. But yeah, but as soon as you say that, like you know, designing for what's beautiful because that is constantly. Uh, evolving and changing. I mean, you can look at, just look up movie trailers from the 70s, or look up Total Recall's movie trailer, right? That at the time, they were like, this is the best graphics we've ever seen in our life. It's a, it was a beautiful movie by, by that day's standards. And I think that to realize 10 years from now, 15, the only the most timeless things are the most rare, number one. The, the most simple, timeless things are the rarities, but you can't just be defining yourself by the standard of everybody else around you. It's more about have I progressed to, you know, the goal that I'm looking for at, at this particular time. Yeah, I think you touched on something interesting there as well, which is more about how do you create something that's timeless? Yeah. And it's not seeking to create something that's timeless, but it's following your own path. So again, we're talking about this idea of community, um, the online community, the impersonal community, the community at whole or at large, but then that also does tie back into this idea of your personal growth, which is your day-by-day -day growth and really looking to that. And that also helps you to not only get better as a creative, better as a designer, better as a strategist or whatever creative field you're in, but also to me, it helps you develop your own style, yeah. right? Because you're not necessarily pulling just inspiration from Dribbble. You're not just looking to whatever the latest Dribbble trend is and then trying to recreate it. You're not just saying there's long shadows there, I'm gonna put long shadows here. Boom, great design, post it to dribble until the next trend comes out. You're not doing that, but you're actually just refining what you can do and mm -hmm. deepening that, um, deepening that knowledge that you have and then kind of progressing that way instead of chasing freaking trends. Right, I mean, the, the best artists seemingly are always chasing reinventing themselves, right? I mean, it's more about an expression of an idea than 
than necessarily the style that they're doing it in. You know, and maybe even the things that a lot of like classical artists were really famous for. Um, classical artists really got famous for may not have been everything that they've done. Most artists have Salvador Dali, right? Everybody associates his, you know, really obscure artwork out there that was like kind of mind-bending, but he was an incredible classic artist. Like, incredible, incredible classic artist. So it's, it's more about reinventing yourself and, and making yourself better on a day-to-day -day basis like, to, to really kind of progress, your, progress yourself. Yeah. And there's always like the classic stuff that you can lean on. Like, I mean, there's some people out there who make their name by just leaning on the classics and that's for a good reason because that stuff's been tried and true through time. Like we'll vet out through this kind of scientific method what works, what doesn't. It's like, okay, like we should consider proportions and we found the golden ratio, which we've kind of collectively deemed to be a good answer and like what's a great visual balance, but that's, just kind of a community having its say over time. And um, so it's kind of leveraging those classics and understanding why those things are kind of timeless. And because they're just like these core fundamentals, but then also leveraging stuff like Dribble, Behance, and kind of building upon that. So picking and choosing between like the core fundamentals, like stuff you learn in school, stuff like the classic artists did elaborating on that with like the Behance and the crazy stuff that people are doing out there because it's like yeah it's it goes back to the unknown basically and just trying to like find out like how are you going to make sense of this space that you don't know very well it's like well look to the classics look to new stuff I don't know you have to make sense of it yourself I feel like that was very good because it's more about self-exploration that's sort of what it sounds like like mm -hmm. it's about exploring yourself through your design and I also like the fact that you tied it back to school because we did talk about school last episode. Um, uh, if, if you guys just had one thing each that you would want uh, a student or even somebody who's working currently professionally to take away from this, uh, what would it be? Um, for me, if you were gonna utilize community, like the best way to utilize it is by exploring exploring your kind of your self-interpretation of what everybody else is doing. So, you know, don't look at like maybe what's, what is necessarily popular out there, but looking at, looking at uh, your community, um, looking at what's popular and whether or not it speaks to you and how you can learn from that uh, as a way to kind of le leverage your community. For me, it's kind of like you said, John, like finding your, and you were written, like finding your substance, like, that's something that worked for me in school and that's something that I stand by, like look out there for inspiration, see what everybody else is doing, look at the classics, but also how can you put yourself into the design? Like how can it reflect you, um, especially for students? Like for me in school, the projects were very, very, very boring. It's projects that have been done for over 10 years and you can tell when you see like a state portfolio, like you could tell, oh, this is this, this came out of state, but for me it was more of how can I make my portfolio different? At the time when I was a student, Gotham was like the thing, um, and I actually stayed away from it. Like I, I was like, how can I challenge myself to do something that looks cool, timeless, but use a different typeface? And and challenge your professors, like I said last time. Mm -hmm. It's it's super important because 
they're kind of stuck sometimes. Like I said, like these projects have been going on for 10 years. Challenge yourself, challenge your professors and your students, like your peers. I'd just say have a lens to look at, like have a perspective on where you want to go. So like you're looking at the community through like an end goal. Like it's kind of like you were saying about the San Diego talk, um, the finite versus the infinite game. It's like, well, it's very easy to become distracted with like, pretty pictures and all this stuff, but that's not always relevant to where you want to go. And like, you just need to focus on kind of where your personal gaps are and trying to fill those voids to ultimately meet this long-term goal that you have. It's, I mean, people find satisfaction in all forms and some people it's likes on a community and like that, that's fine. It's, they're making great, beautiful stuff, but I mean, some people just want more of like a, they just want to be a master of their craft. and. Yeah. That takes from the onset, I think, having a perspective and looking at all this stuff and kind of having an angle to digest it from and not just kind of take it for what it is at face value. Like, look at it, be analytical. How does it fit in with your vision of where you want to go for yourself? Yeah. And that vision's not always static. Like, it's kind of, you can chase it. Like, maybe, like, I started photography and then I shifted to graphic design. Like, I found inspiration in different ways as soon as I made that shift, but it's always been like, I want to be the best at my craft as I possibly can and kind of evolving how I use the community to kind of get myself there because there's a lot like I've been designing for seven years and I think I know next to nothing like I I mean I'm, I probably know something I have some context because I've been around <laughs> at least a little Luckily, bit. you backstep there. Yeah I, mean, well, no, I, know, I, I mean you, you should listen to me if you're a client. Yeah 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 <laughs> if you're a client we're hearing this and I know what I'm talking about. I think everyone's like a shade of clueless because it's yeah. the unknown. Like yeah. we have, we have the the knowledge of context, and we have more like stats and analytics coming out that can justify these decisions. Of it's not always right or wrong. It's like good and better. Like what? How do we steer people towards better? Versus, I mean, there's no wrong answer. So, using our our past and kind of where we want to go to help inform those decisions. And there's no perfectly right answer. No. Yeah. I feel like that was... That's, that's kind of where, yeah. That's a, that's a good kind of Stop like... Stop short. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like that's a good ending point, which is like, in this industry, there is no right answer. You just need to continue to progress, continue to challenge yourself, challenge others, and look to places outside of your industry and outside of your field to gain inspiration. And I feel like that's the only way we can try and find an answer, even if there isn't one. Um, uh, one more thing I would just say, because we didn't touch on this when we are talking about our, our community though, is uh, before you wrap us up, is learn how to activate your community too. I think um, with those people, like when, I, when we were talking about be more personal, look for the people that live near you and don't just be hiding behind the computer all the time. Like get face to face, sit down and have coffee and like actually make a relationship out of it because you never know where that person is going to be in five years and where you're going to be trying to be and they will give you the benefit of the doubt if, they, if you're a person to them. So look for ways to really activate that community too for yourself. All right, I feel like that was a good point to end on. Uh, thanks for tuning in to episode five. Peace. Later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>